Hey guys, welcome back to Bitchly Podcast. I am your host, Christy, and today I am joined by the one, the only, my boyfriend. I don't know if you want to say your name or if you want to keep your identity concealed. <laughs> say hi. Hi. My name is Francisco, and I'm happy to join you today. <laughs> He's a little lit, you guys, but... The reason why I'm making this little podcast episode um, after like, you know, ghosting you guys for like two whole months, I know that I do get some listens because I look at my stats. I know you're out there (laughs) somewhere. But anyway, um, so today we are going to be, can you please shut up? I have my dogs here. I do apologize. Okay, thank you. So today we're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. And we actually went to go see it yesterday. And not going to lie, this is one of the most anticipated movies of the year. We are huge Marvel fans. And honest to God, like, I was so impressed with this movie. And I love the execution of it. I thought it was really good. What about you, babe? Well, of course, we do need to um, let you guys know that spoiler warning just in case anything slips out um because if you haven't watched the movie just do whatever you can and go watch it yes as soon as possible because we are gonna be spoiling it right now so just a tad bit like yes (laughs) just a tad bit i don't want to like it's it's more this is more gonna be like an impression like Mm -hmm. reaction type of um review like review yeah i i don't want to go like story just tell everything that happened detail by detail so in like one word how would you describe no way home just one word of course you know you have to take it back to amazing amazing spider-man like so um, amazing yeah I i would consider the movie amazing like when you when you put it into context of like how the trilogy like with Tobey Maguire, um, with the two movies that Andrew Garfield, um, did, and these two movies that, um, what's his name? Something Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. Um, it just it just feels like everything was wrapped up in in a nice little Christmas gift. Yeah. Like, we already knew something like this was going to happen in the near future. Just the way the MCU has been building up little by little. Um, There's a lot of things that are in the movie that, like, it does have a lot of funny moments. It does have, you know, some, some sad moments. Brought a tear to my eye a couple times. I'm not going to lie. Um, but at the end, it just felt like this wait was worth it. Just to see three actors, especially with me. Like I grew up watching the MCU from a young age. Um, I got to see Tobey Maguire. I didn't get to see them in theaters, but... I did get to see all three movies and rewatched it before we even went to go watch this film. Mm-hmm. But it made a huge like impact. Like it just puts a lot of things in order 
for future films to come out with Spider-Man, with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things, especially with the ending, with the way the movie just um, closed. We'll get into that later, but I think the, like, Amazing is definitely one of the, an amazing, like, in a way that, like, kind of, like, summons everything up together, right? Like, all three of Tom Holland versions of Spider-Man. That's what you meant, like, amazing for all those three films, right? Or are you talking about, like, the whole like saga like everything with toby Maguire and andrew garfield or are you just talking about like tom holland i'm just talking about tom holland's because um like andrew garfield's spider-man has its special moments um it has its pretty good like fight scenes for instance storyline of course none of it is gonna be like directly derived from like the comic books same thing with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man like there's little little tidbits here and there that are pretty good with the actual original like Spider-Man work but it was just amazing to see like because I think for me it was amazing that's definitely if I could sum up this whole like trilogy like of Spider-Man um, I would probably use the word, I would probably use the word, um, like a legacy. I think that's the word I would use, like, like legacy or like legend, legendary. The reason why I would use that word is because we were talking about it the other day, remember where this version of Spider-Man is the only Spider-Man that has been through the Avengers, has been through, like, a lot of dark shit. Like, and what I mean by dark shit, I mean, like, you said it, like, the other day, or yesterday, when we were driving home from theater, you said that Tom Holland Spider-Man is basically the only one that has suffered the most out of all the three Spider-Mans, out of Toby and Andrew, because not only did he lose Tony Stark, but spoiler alert, he also lost now his Aunt May. And that's like a triple, like, or a double loss, you know, to have to go through that. And then also having to go through the blip and having to, you know, lose all of his comrades or team workers, whatever, fellow Avengers, (laughs) Through, you know, the battle of Endgame and even Infinity War, like, he's been through a lot. So I think the reason why I would use Legendary is because it's he's a freaking legend. Like, this version of Spider-Man has really been through hell and back. And there's still so much more to the storyline and to the plot. And I know that they're going to do an amazing job at it, but... Like, they're leaving a legacy behind that I feel like they didn't really give um, Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield a chance to develop their characters this much. I feel like this is such a huge character development, and it's been consistent, like, throughout the years, you know? Like, I don't know, I was watching an interview with him and his co-workers earlier today, and they were talking about how they kind of just introduced MJ... A little bit in the first film and then they had her promote like the actors Zendaya they had her promote it like 
because they're like, we got to sell this movie, girl, even though she was like three minutes in the film in the first movie. But it's like, she's like, I love how they introduced me slowly into the film. And we kind of just saw throughout the three movies, like their love grow between MJ and, you know, Peter Parker. Or like Ned and, you know, Peter Parker's friendship kind of blossom and the three of them getting closer together to get to this point where they are right now. Like the character development in this movie is phenomenal. You know, it's like a huge, they've left a huge imprint on the fans, no doubt. I mean, wouldn't you say so? Of course. Like this movie literally takes place. Right after the previous Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, literally, like, right after. It's like yeah. if they filmed both movies at the same time. Yeah, like, it, was it just amazing. literally takes place right after. Mm-hmm. And I would call it, like, it's kind of like the first act. I did feel like the first act was... It was kind of weird. Just because, of course, they were trying to, like... Put into perspective, like, what happened um, after he got revealed that he was um, Tom, well, Tom Holland, (laughs) that he was Peter Parker, and what was going to happen after that, like, how people were going to react. Yeah. And, of course, everybody in the world, in the world, in the MCU, they're like, oh, my God, he's a killer, and all this, and James Jonah Jameson being him. Saying that he's a criminal, he's a vigilante, going crazy. They but, really antagonized his uh, character. But after you start seeing when when Doc Ock comes in, and Molina did, he did an amazing job like oh he did gosh. in Spider-Man 2. All the villains in this film were top-notch. Like, Willem Dafoe, oh my god. Oh, like, he's an amazing actor. He is so... He surpassed all of my expectations. Like, for real. Like, I just want to give it up to him because he was phenomenal. All of them were. Like, Jamie Foxx, all of them were. But Willem Dafoe, like, there was, like, scenes in this film... It just gave you the chills. Where like, it gave you the chills, yeah. And, you know, there was a scene in this film where where um, I think Peter Parker was slapping him or punching him in the no, face. No, he was punching him in his and face. And he kept smiling back at him, dude. And I, I, told, I told my boyfriend when I saw that shit, I'm like, that shit got dark for me. Like, that shit gave me chills. That shit oh, was yeah. scary as fuck. I saw the Green Goblin in him. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, you could see Willem Dafoe's character. Like, he embodied like, that shit. He was just gonna go, ha, 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 just go crazy. Like, that's just... He's so method. I love it. It's... Yeah. It, it was just amazing how he's... After all these years... He can still just come back like nothing. And just portray him in, with so much power. Yeah. That character is... It, he's a very strong character to mm-hmm. play in, like, especially the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like, I was hoping, you know, crossing my fingers, you know... Maybe um the hobgoblin was gonna show up too, which is his son. Yeah. But you can't have everything. And to be honest with you, I feel like there's no point. I feel like I mean, n- not because I don't like James Franco as a person, but his character really didn't matter. I think it was his father, wh- whose character really like held importance in that film to me. I feel like it didn't really, like, affect... It wouldn't have gone with the plot 
the current plot right now it wouldn't have made sense to me if he would have been included in it is what i'm trying to say but besides the villains the villains were fantastic they were phenomenal i think the plot like what i was telling you earlier which was what made me want to you know make this episode (laughs) i was telling my boyfriend that i don't know why but i feel like this plot because i asked him i'm like how loosely based is spider-man on the comics like and he said that it's very um, it's very it's very very loose like yeah the marvel cinematic universe you got to think about it it's not direct content from the comics yeah there are a bunch of pieces from here pieces from there and you you're weaving this universe so you're able to put it on the big screen. Yeah. Like, you, you can't just grab all the original material that was written decades ago and expect for it all to flow. It's yeah. like, including, like, even just thinking about all the other characters, like Thor, Iron Man, yeah. um, Hulk, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy... If you would get, grab the original material and try to mash those together, it won't make sense. Yeah. So they grab pieces from here and there, um, random stories. like. And I totally get that. But the reason why I asked how, how uh, by the book is it on the comic books to the film is because I personally, this is my review, I personally felt like the plot, like, you know, Peter Parker wishing and, you know, asking Doctor Strange to, you know, turn his wish into reality. And then, you know, him going, oopsie daisy, like, that's not what I wanted. Can you change my wish or can I change the spell? And then Doctor Strange giving in to a kid and blah, blah, blah. You know, I kind of thought that was kind of like, like it was a little forced, like a little pretentious, you know, but I get how, how, I mean, I, I get the picture and how they were trying to, you know, they were trying to play it out. And I got to say, like, they executed it pretty well for, like, you know, I don't know. I just felt like it, it was a little bit pretentious, you know, like if it, they should have, like, had a different approach to that. But I still feel like they executed it well. I'm not saying that it wasn't a good idea. I'm just saying that it just sounded or it seemed a little pretentious. Because when Doctor Strange tells him, "You, what are you talking about, kid? You're saying you didn't reach out to the MIT board of directors or whatever the fuck, like, principal to, you know, let you in before coming to me? Like, I keep forgetting you're just a fucking kid, you know? So that right there was kind of like, this is so pretentious to me. Well, you also got to remember, Doctor Strange, his character is a lot older. He's very mature. And Peter Parker's character is a lot younger. So yeah, he jumps to conclusions very quick. Yeah. And I guess that's why it's like, instead of looking through every single avenue that Peter Parker could have done before he went to go ask for help from pretty much a fucking wizard and shit that can do whatever the fuck he wants... He didn't. Yeah. He was trying to look for the easy way out. Yeah. And that's pretty much what Doctor Strange was trying to tell him. Okay, I get that, but like he could have literally spared Aunt May's life. 
if he would have fucking done that first i'm pretty sure that lady would have said hey like thanks for like i appreciate you having the balls to come up to me and like tell it like you know vouch for your friends and yourself like i'll give you a shot you know like i don't think she would have been that much of a bitch like it wasn't mj and ned's fault that they didn't get into mit it was his you know so she would have acknowledged like hey it's you coming to me instead of sending your friends you know she would have admired that but instead he jumped to conclusions and he went straight to strange and i get that he's just a kid but he he couldn't be more than 18 years old he's an adult (laughs) yeah of course but you also got to look at the the wider picture Sorry, like, your dog. You, you have to look at the bigger picture. The way they're setting this movie up is like, if you look at the way Spider-Man was introduced into the MCU and the way his first movie um, started, he always had some type of baggage. So... The way that that they're going to be setting up this movie, like in the beginning, if you think about it, when he when Spider-Man, Peter Parker got introduced into the MCU, he was always emotionally attached to a lot of a lot of characters that could have been um, MJ, um, his aunt. um, What's his name? Ned. Um, I was going to say Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Stark, yeah. Ned, but the way that they're moving this, this this Spider-Man franchise, the way they ended the movie, he literally he's by himself now. Yeah. So this opens up the door to a lot more things because he no longer has to worry about these people. Now he can venture out and do whatever he wants and mature by himself. And those were a lot of the things that were, if you think about it, like as a, in the cinematic universe, it seems like something that could have been holding this character back because now with, for instance, and it's another spoiler, like this is just a spoiled filled place. It's like the end credit scene, the first end credit scene with the way Venom was removed from the universe. Mm-hmm. And then there's a drop of the symbiote that stayed behind in his universe. So that means that in that universe, and you got also got to remember that that symbiote was attached to Eddie Brock. And when Eddie Brock says, oh, we need to go to, to New York, okay, and talk to Spider-Man. That idea is in that little piece of symbiote that exists right there so i bet that that symbiote is gonna try to find host after host after host until it gets to new york yeah and it finds peter parker aka tom holland mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be surprised that in the near future it's there's gonna be like a spider-man 3 version of tom holland spider-man where you're going to have the symbiote Spider-Man. You mean Spider-Man 4? Or yeah, Spider-Man 4. <laughs> They're already talking about that, actually. Of course, I, I we're went, not going to see that anytime soon. I went on Twitter and they're already talking about Spider-Man 4 and who they want it to be directed by, etc. But it's just, it's crazy. Like, this whole movie from start to finish is such a joyride. 
I really recommend it. 10 out of 10. Um, I feel like Aunt May didn't have to die that way. But also at the same time, if you really think about it, Aunt May dies in every single fucking like universe. Like t- no. in to- in Toby Maguire's. No, that's Uncle Ben. Or not not Aunt May, it, no. but a relative. Sp- Spider-Man has somebody that he loves is truly in love with. Yeah, die in die. every single universe. That's what I meant. Sorry. Not Aunt May, but he has somebody that he loves in every single universe die. Um, I just gotta say that like if they were gonna like make their own little version for Tom Holland, like they have, like you know, with the Avengers and shit, like I feel like it would, it shouldn't have been Aunt May. They should just left it at Tony Stark and have that been like you know his person because that in itself is so traumatic. Tony Stark's death was so traumatic, and now Aunt May, like the way she went out, like I felt so bad for Happy. I was legit fucking crying in the movie theater when that happened, like. And now the fact that nobody knows who the fuck he is, like, that shit is so sad, dude. And, you know, I know MJ is going to come back to him sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, she gets this feeling that she knows him, like, even after. Yeah, like, towards you know? the end of the movie. Yeah, but it's like, man, they should have just cut my boy some slack, dude. Like, they literally left him alone. Alone. But I know it's not gonna be for nothing because I know that something big is gonna happen in multiverse. But it's if you gotta, if you also it. gotta remember the dialogue that Andrew Garfield, um, Tobey Maguire, and Tom Holland, like all three other Spider Mans, when they were having that chat about I lost my MJ in my universe, I yeah. couldn't save her, yeah. and to this day I'm broken. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna be the same. And when Tobey Maguire, his Spider-Man, he said that it was my fault that Uncle Ben died. But it wasn't. And that I went and I looked for the guy that killed him. It didn't make him feel anything. And it didn't do anything for Mm me. Like, it it just didn't do anything for Mm -hmm. me. And what Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Tom Holland's Spider-Man wanted... Um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to realize is that don't go into that aggression, don't go into that crazy mode and stuff and put your life into just vengeance because it's there's nothing good that's going to come out of it. Which he almost did towards the end because he almost killed um, the Green Goblin. Yeah. He literally almost killed him, but... It's if just, it wasn't for Tobey Maguire, you yeah. know, he's stepping in because he is. Because he knew. He's the OG. He's the OG. And he knew that feeling of like going crazy and not having that part of you fulfilled, you know, that grievance. But I can I just say how much I love that scene when they were all interacting together in the fight and also just like even prior, like before um of course all all those scenes were set up but they were very powerful they were just just like, seeing yeah. just seeing three different generation spider-man in one yeah. in, on one screen yeah it's like for me for person that i've seen all those films and then seeing all of them in one picture is fucking ridiculous. It's like history it's, was it's made. It's like with the Wakanda, with the Wakanda um scene, 
where everybody's coming in through the portals. Yeah. In Endgame. Yeah. Can we also talk about And they about... all assemble? Yeah, but God, can we damn. can we talk about that? Like can we talk not that, but like can we talk about when Doctor Strange was trying to like reverse the spell and you saw like time warps or like the cracks in the sky from all the universes about to collide together and you kept seeing like the shadows you pointed some at oh, some characters well, yeah out. there was there was a few um silhouettes i know a lot of people that when they watch the movie and they've watched like for instance the amazing spider-man the cartoon series that came out like in the 90s and stuff um or they've seen um other characters in in cartoon version you can see like Rhino. You can see I forgot the Scorpion dude's name. Like there's other characters that pop up and it's like they were just literally waiting. They were trying to come through the portal while Doctor Strange was trying to close it at the same time. He was trying to pretty much rectify everything that was happening. Like Can you imagine what a shit show that would have been? It would have Miles, Miles Morales would have came through that fucking bitch too. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been. You know, so many. We could have had like a like a evil version of Tony Stark somewhere lingering in the fucking universe. Like, oh no, that probably exists. That would have been insane, you guys. And I don't know. Okay, so a lot of people left after the post credit scene, the first one, but they didn't fucking stay until the last one. And I was like, what the fuck, people? Because. We saw like a little preview trailer thing for um No, it was a full on trailer. The like, one for okay, it. for the multiverse of madness for Doctor Strange. And in that trailer we saw some crazy shit. Right? Yeah. What do we see? <laughs> so of course you saw a little glimpse of like all the characters that are gonna be in that movie. Um you saw Wanda. Yeah. And Wanda's going to be teaming up with Doc, um, Doctor Strange. Yeah. And you got two goddamn fucking God Lord Wizards and shit. They about to fuck some shit That's, up. They're legendary. And when they start like showing like all the little pieces and stuff. And then it cuts into another segment where, where Doc, um, Doctor Strange, he's fighting Sh- um, Shumagora. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, this shit is about to get, this shit about to get real. Like we're about to have beings from other universes coming in. But be, I think crazy. I think what got me the most was when I saw. Doctor Strange's evil twin. That shit got me. Because I was like, what? Because I know that there's an evil twin or an evil version of us somewhere in well, yeah, a different well, alternate universe. You, you gotta you know? remember the Loki, the Loki series, um, series that put, did it, put it in me. that yeah. way. Yeah. With, with um, but, well, what the fuck was his name? The ancient one? No, not the ancient one. I already forgot. Um, But yeah, it's pretty much the timekeeper guy. Yeah. He, um... He told the story of how there's a bunch of himself and then some of them are evil as hell. Mm-hmm. And that he pretty much had to lock them or kill them or whatever in order to be able to maintain this one particular 
timeline. But now we exist in this universe in the MCU where there is no like singular timeline. There's just an an aptitude amplitude of timelines now because you know Loki did his shit. He fucked everything up and he just blew everything apart. And I don't think Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man movie knew that was going on. Yeah. And that's why when he was doing... Because he said that he had done that that spell before. And it was an easy spell. But I don't think he knew that there was... The, the multiverse, multiverse was already blown up. That it was already... Like the timeline was already fucked. I don't think he knew that. Well, because you gotta understand, you gotta, he, doesn't he doesn't have, have the, the time stone. stone. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have the time stone. He uses stone. ancient runes. Yeah, he doesn't have the time stone. So I don't think he knew that the multiverse was already just broken. So when he was creating that stuff, and of course, you know, Peter Parker doing his thing. So what are you saying is that the that it wasn't Peter Parker who fucked up the... So, okay, so that it was like, already so fucked at, up? You gotta, yeah, you gotta remember, at the end of the movie... What did Peter Parker tell Doctor Strange? He told him, he's like, so if you use the spell again and everybody forgets about Peter Parker, that everything's going to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And Doctor Strange tells him, yeah. But you know what that means, right? We're all going to forget you. It's like you never existed. Yeah, I know. And he told him, Okay, I'm going to go say my goodbyes. I'll be back. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back. And then Doctor Strange is like, all right, fuck it. Let's blow this shit up. Let's fix it. And boom, he casts the spell. He went boom, 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 boom. And everything was gone. Everything went back to normal, supposedly. But you also got to remember the whole Loki shit. The timeline's already broken. So then when you um, see the trailer... Loki happened before Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Loki, I don't know if it happened before or it happened during the same time. Yeah. Because you you got to remember with the trailer for, for the Doctor Strange movie, the fucking thing, everything is broken. That's why he asked Wanda, what do you know about like the multiverse? Yeah. And of course, the Wanda knows about the multiverse because she fucking goes into other universes and stuff to pull her fucking energy yeah. to fucking make her into... Um, she tampered with it. Yeah. She also tampered with it when, you know, she was building her little fake... Well, yeah, because she has, to go, she has to go into a whole other dimension in order to pull her powers to be Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. Like, that's her thing. That's where she draws her power. Yeah. It's like I draw my power from beer, but you know everybody's different. <laughs> so there's like a whole thing going on, and but to end it is like right now Peter Parker the way they ended this movie, he's pretty much no baggage. I'm by myself because he could have easily told MJ, my name is Fulano de Tal, like yeah. I know you since way back then. Um, you don't remember me and stuff because of such and such thing. And 
these are all the things I know about you and stuff. But he literally, he looked at her of how happy she was. He looked at Ned because they both got into MIT. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I'd rather for them to be peaceful like this than to fucking bring them back and tag along and have to deal with the same bullshit that they've been dealing with with all this chaos that has been for like the last few years since he came back from the blip. Yeah. But it's going to open a lot of doors. Like, it, it's, that's just what's going to happen. I just feel like... He didn't deserve this personally. Like I feel like Tom Holland's character did not deserve it. Tom, he's such a sweet boy. Like he doesn't. Tom Tom Holland's character is gonna grow. This this Peter Parker, he's gonna grow and he's gonna do some crazy shit. I hope so. This he, is not the end. Oh of Peter hell Parker. no! Hell no! Tom Holland's Peter Parker. He they probably got like two more movies already cooking. Yeah. For all we know. Because people are already talking about the the Venom Spider. Or the Venom Spider-Man. The Symbiote Spider-Man. Yeah. People are already talking about Secret Wars. Alright. And these are all possibilities. And now that everything has been just blown pretty much wide open with the multiverse. You never know. Um, Fantastic Four could show up. Or well, we were kind of hoping for that up. to happen when, you know, Doctor Strange was doing the whole, you know, spell. And I that. also didn't pay attention to all the silhouettes. Because you know how Marvel and Disney, they like to hide little things. They be teasing us way too much. Yeah. They be hiding stuff in the movies for the future. Yeah. Well... This was our review. <laughs> it was it was kind of long, but you know what? It's a, it's an amazing movie. So yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah, take some time from your busy um days, three hours of course, and go watch this film. Or if go you already saw it and you're just you know looking for people who do reviews on it like us, then you know that's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys all so much for listening to my ugly voice. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us today on this episode of Bitchly. Um, I can't say when I will record next again, but it will be very soon. And I'm sorry about my dogs because they're so loud. This girl keeps licking me, my little Evie dog here. But anyway, I hope you guys are having a fantastic night or day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.